We've got a big announcement, girlies. We're going on tour. We're going on tour. We're hitting the road, Jack. Woo! So don't you come back no more, no more. We're bringing our tour. That's showbiz all that's over showbiz. Ireland. You have to say it like that. Well, oh, but I that's can't sing. Showbiz. That's showbiz. That's <laughs> showbiz. You have to say it like old, old-timey American. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it I'll work on it we, we, That has to okay. feature In the show okay, I'll work on it I'll work on it We're coming to Name them A city near you We're going to Cork Limerick Galway Belfast And Dublin Yeah sorry about the Midlands But we can't drive And we need to be accessed by train We don't really know Any of those com- Sorry our, our, <laughs> our geography knowledge Of that part of Ireland Is limited But if you want to come see us Go to ticketmaster.ie And Take get your tickets Because they're flying out The door girls And our girlies In the UK and Australia Don't worry because there's exciting dates coming soon. Yeah. Keep the eyes peeled. That's keep all we'll say Keep the eyes and ears or peeled. And the ears, because you yeah. might hear it on here again. Do you keep your ears peeled? Keep the ears clean, I would say. Anyway, maybe. we're waffling. Anyway, also, link in the episode description on how to get your tickets. Exactly. See you then. See you, girlies. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. For the lyrics are right, so it goes... I don't want to see a ghost. It's the sight that I fear most. Rather have a piece of toast. Watch the evening news. <laughs> and I remember we just listened to the song or whatever in the car. And then I remember my brother just going, what the heck is she going on about? And he just started repeating the lyrics. And I remember us all screaming. You were like, oh my God, he made everyone laugh and everyone looked at him. So if I'm funny... <laughs> I'll be the centre of attention. Literally, that's what I did. I was like, Robert, I'm coming for your gig. You buying rubber chickens the next day, some whoopee cushions, getting your gig together. I went, <laughs> I went home straight away and learned my train. <laughs> hey, mammies, I'm Kevin. And I'm PJ. And welcome back to I'm Grandmam. Woohoo! Girls. What a feckin' week. What a week, girlies. We are weak for the week we've had. Cosmo. Grazia. Even an echo. <laughs> <laughs> it's been covered all around the gap. Daily Mail. Everyone's been writing to us, been like, have you seen this dimension that she got in this paper and stuff? Now, obviously more so, they're kind of interested in Paul as opposed oh, to the yeah. podcast. Which was really evident in Grazia when they said... We were called the Grand Man Podcast, <laughs> which honestly had me up in a heap. What was that about? I know, but they fixed it, so it's grand. They did fix it, but also I was like, if people were reading it being like the Grand Man Podcast, like, sorry, but that sounds like the antithesis of what our podcast would be about. The Grand Man <laughs> I Podcast. Know. I couldn't think of anything worse. I'm dead. But girlies, the reaction has just been... So lovely. So lovely. So if you listened last week for the first time... Um, and you're listening Paul isn't on this episode <laughs> You can stop now Yeah that's what I'm thinking Will all the like Paul stands still be listening or what? Well they should like We're fun We're funky and fresh <laughs> <laughs> But girls Oh my god like I'm still on a come down from it I think Are you? I'm still on the high I'm still on the high as well I am And as well I know I say this every week But the weather as well Has just kept me up there You know what I mean Lads it's scorching Lads it's lighting Stop trying to make That word work Lads does anyone else say When it's really hot Would you ever be like Oh my god it's lighting Nobody says it People do say it Because I it This is crispies all over again Okay but I didn't try to make crispies happen That was just something we said You tried to abbreviate Rice crispies to crispies no, that's what we did in an, uh, in our home. I wasn't looking for it to catch on. Like, who even eats Krispies anymore? I do like it, though. I don't mind Krispies, actually. But lightning or whatever you're saying. Lighting. It's lightning hot. Like, or if, like, or if you had a temperature, you'd be like, Jesus, you're lighting. No, you say you're roasting or scorching. Well, I say lighting. Anyway. We're going to do an Insta poll. <laughs> but if you, like, even if you hadn't heard it, do you like it? The They're birds, not going to respond The birds jumping in the bank Wait for it <laughs> You pure snow white energy <laughs> All the birds responding to you All the squirrels popping in Saying they love it Do they dress you in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but lads, we are loving the weather. Loving the weather, loving the love we've been getting this week. And also, like, for those of you who, like, shared it and whatever and, like, messaged us and, like, even when we got to number one in the charts for the first time ever and we were ecstatic about that, all your lovely messages, like, it took a while to get through them all, but just know that we do try and read them all and, like, they mean so much to us, honestly. Yeah, thanks so much. And I felt like... You were coming with us. It was like, yeah. you were there from the beginning. Like, and it's all happening. It was such a laugh. Now, one thing that has sent me a small bit is, obviously, Paul is huge, as yeah. we've discovered. And instead of messaging Paul, like, proper, like, stands oh, yeah. and, like, fanatics have been, like, trying to get at him via us. And they're all, like, these, like, normal people, like, fan accounts and stuff. We're getting these emails from people being, like, Oh my god, here's my number, will you please pass it on to Paul? I'm like, are you serious? We're not a wingman at all. Exactly, like, and as well, I'm not going to spend the time that I spend chatting to Paul, chatting about someone else. I want to talk about uh, me and him, or and as, you. <laughs> but then as well, did it not come into their head being like... Like, it would be such a weird situation for us to then text Paul and go... <laughs> Hey babe, thanks for coming on the show. By the way, Sarah from feckin' Kerry sent on her number in an email to us and she said that you'd get on. Yeah, what the heck? Like, that's not how it works, girl, I'm sorry. Well, shoot your shot if you want, you know what I mean? No, but seriously, the next person to send me their number via an email, I'm going to write it on the closest green tank and say call this number for a blowjob or something <gasps> like that. Sorry. Kevin. I'm sick of getting... You know what? When you wake up and there's something in your emails and you've got a new message in your inbox and you're thinking it's going to be someone being lovely or like, you know, another prospect potentially. <laughs> and then it's someone didn't even address us. They didn't even say, hi, Kevin and PJ. It just said, hi. And I'm going, you know what? You just want one thing here and you're not getting it. Yeah, girly. But anyway, guys, in short, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks, thanks. Also, in other news, we signed to ACAST, Scarlays. Oh, yeah. So for people who are like, what's that? It's basically the biggest podcasting gaff in the world. Is it? Well, it is now because we're on it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, basically, they're hosting our podcast at the moment and we're absolutely weak to be part of the team. Yeah, it's so exciting because they're going to like help us grow. And yeah. So we're going to have a laugh. Feeling V overwhelmed, definitely sticking to the CBD oil for a bit. Oh, as in my heart's in my throat. But yes, but it's all yeah. positive news, girlies. Yeah. So there's a few addy bits in our podcast now, girls, but wait until we start doing the sponsored ads and we can read it out and be all glam. VQVC energy. I, I know, love it. I can't wait. So this is the part in the show where me and Kevin usually catch up. We see each other every single fucking day. Yeah. So we've nothing to catch up on, really. Not really. Is there much of a catch up? Well, in Ireland now, restrictions are loosening a bit. Yeah. McDonald's is opening and all. Yeah, but like, would people be rushing for McDonald's? I'd love a few chicken nuggets. You love your nugs after a night out, but like... I do. I wouldn't say I've been missing Mackie D's. Do you know what I'd miss most? I just want... The coke out of the gun. Like, I don't want, like, a can of coke. I prefer it out of the, like, <gasps> machine. Oh, my God. I'm the opposite. Then I prefer it as my can. Really? It depends. If I'm hungover, can of coke from the fridge. Yeah. But, like, if if I could choose, like, on when I'm out and about. Yeah. Give me from the machine. Come here, Mackie D's and coke. And we weep for themselves getting all this placement. Oh, yeah. We? We'll bleep them out, will we? <laughs> <laughs> I love bleep. <laughs> <laughs> One thing when I'm at the cinema, and you kills me for this. But I loved my cherry coke at the cinema and you can't get on board with this. It's because I swore to myself that I would never be friends with someone who likes cherry coke. And you think you know someone and then you're just betrayed. But I think I knew myself as well. But like over here, I can't remember what way they do it back home. I can't remember the last time I was at the cinema in Ireland at the pictures. But um, (laughs) over here, you do it yourself. Is that the way they do it back home? No, you don't. A lot of it over here is kind of self-service. I suppose says a lot <laughs> about the service over here. But um, I, just, I just got a bit, I don't know, confident there one day and I got a notion I had the cherry Coke. Girlies, there was no going back. Now she has the Coke Zero with cherry. But honestly, stunning. No, it's not cherry. No. I know it's, there's a bit of a hum off it, but... Cherry it, Coke is like adding like coriander to a dish. You can't taste anything but the cherry. You say that about coriander too, and I don't mind. I know people have their qualms of coriander. Qualms of coriander. Oh my god, that's, that's my... the name of the app. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it's my autobiography. <laughs> but I don't mind my coriander in the dish. Really? No. Scathing expose on coriander to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I hate us. We need to stop saying scathing expose. But actually, is the job that they've been easing restrictions a bit. And I hope people still are being sensible and still like social distancing. But like, you know what I mean? Don't abuse the liberties either. Like one thing that we've been able to do, like... It's brilliant. We've unlimited exercise. We haven't stopped walking. My <laughs> Fitbit's about to erupt. It's about to blow up. I'm getting in so many steps. Boris Johnson has gifted us with unlimited exercise. What but was like, he on what about? What the fuck? I don't need more than an hour. You like, know what I mean? I'm grand. Like I'm not going to, after my hour's workout, be like, okay, now I'm going to do another one because it's unlimited. Yeah, like what a stupid thing. And he pure thought. He was giving us everything with that. He was like, and by the way, girlies... The exercise is unlimited. unlimited. It's pure like in Nando's back to soft drinks when they say you can get unlimited refills. Sure, by the second one you're full and you're after paying for the unlimited refills. That's how they get you. That's how they get you in. Also, what I never understand at all is when it's unlimited refills, why someone would get a large, just get a small (laughs) and fill it up three times. No, I think that's the thing with the unlimited refills. They want to give you the one size, right? Oh, really? Yeah, well, that would just be stupid show everyone would be getting a small. No, I think they don't. <laughs> I definitely do. Scathing expose to follow. <laughs> but anyway, girlies, I was out for my exercise the other day and we've started to venture to the park mm. because the weather's been nice and we can now work out in the park and it's just been, you know what? I feel a bit more motivated, I feel, when I do my workouts outside because I was kind of getting kind of sick of doing them inside the living room you know what I mean it's basically a performance because everyone's looking at you exactly you know what I mean you feel like you have to give it a bit of oomph I feel like mm. I'm kind of doing a workout DVD kind of thing I'm putting myself back in the spin studio kind of every time we do a workout together and like I'm struggling Kevin always goes to me you're on Instagram live everyone's watching you <laughs> and I go what yeah just because I think it'd be like you know get what I mean get you going get you going a small bit but anyway one of the days there that I ventured out by myself I was doing bits and there was a fella who was doing some workouty bits close to me as well and he was pure righty and he was just like, I don't know, just kind of doing his own thing and he wasn't showing off but I was very impressed by all the bits he was doing, oh. you know what I mean? And I was just like, oh. Burpee was like, bits? More than burpee bits. Like he was doing the burpees into a mountain climber into like, I don't know, I was going to record it, but then I was like, if he can't be recorded, that'd be very weird. He's pure secret service energy, was he? It was something going on anyway. He learned it somewhere and I don't know where, but <laughs> I wasn't doing anything kind of that impressive and I was kind of like, oh, I'd love for him to look and he was never looking at me, you know that? Okay. You know, like when you're out and you're like, if you're sitting on a tube and you're like looking at the fella across the way and you're like, look at me, look at me, look at me, yeah. and they kind of always look. Yeah. Or you'd sneeze and they'd look or whatever. Yeah. Well, I suppose you wouldn't or sneeze. Or kick him in the shin. Yeah, kick him or something. You wouldn't be sneezing nowadays, really. Um, or you wouldn't be on the tube either, really, I no. suppose. So it's kind of all irrelevant. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't looking at me anyway. And anyway, I'd been practicing the handstands of doing my yoga bits and I was like, oh my God, you know what I'll do? I'll go over and I'll practice the handstand over by the tree and anyway girlies bad idea from day one I've been practicing inside the house and I've been using a wall and it's been grand and mm. I've been kind of okay at them haven't oh, I unreal. you were loving them there one day oh, I, it was like I was living with Cirque du Soleil lads it was <laughs> such good entertainment Kevin be like I'm just going to the toilet there and he'd be walking in there on his hands <laughs> but I never like tried them outside at all yet so I was like you know what I'll have the safety of the tree anyway completely misjudged completely fell, whacked my back and because I was wearing a vest I like scraped all up my back scraped my elbows they were both bleeding and I was like oh my god I thought I was concussed I was lying on the floor you know when you start seeing the stars pure like cartoony looney tunes (laughs) go daffy duck energy (laughs) I was literally like what's going on and I was mortified because I was like well he's definitely seen that I definitely came down with a thud and it just looks like I'm such an embarrassment now so I was like what do I do and I kind of wanted to cry but I was like just get up and do it again Anyway, I got up to do it you again. You did it again? Yeah, and I fell again, and then I cut down my leg, and I was like, nah, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. I sprinted <laughs> out of the park, and I came in then, I was bowling, I had to get some germaline in the shop. I was, when you came in, it was like someone attacked you. I thought I'd been attacked. I was like, oh my God, did the big cat in Stratford finally get you? <laughs> I was taking pictures in the mirror, and I was kind of like... I don't know, this is a bit chaotic, but I was kind of like, actually, this is a bit hot. I look pure kind of rough, you know what oh, I mean? pure action man. Pure kind of like doing like activity bits you know what I mean and they weren't that safe so I was like I look a bit dangerous so then I was like will I update my grinder profile pic but then I was like is there a point yeah you know what I mean and then if I had to tell people like oh I actually fell doing a handstand up against the tree no you make it more mysterious you yeah. just go I backed up the wrong tree oh I love that yeah I wonder if that fellow would be back anyway 
I feel like we've been belting on a bit, have we? Yeah, we have. And I think you need to stop talking about Paul Mescal. I feel like, like... we love you, Paul, but Kevin is a bit obsessed. I feel like I need to get a mention of Paul in every F furthermore. Is that a bit too weird? It's too weird. But I feel like it could also drive the Paul Mescal fans in. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should do a teaser every week and just use like a different still from that interview so that all the like, Paul Mescal fans go fucking apeshit for it. And they think, oh my God, <laughs> I must listen. And then he's not on again, but they'll hear me talking about him probably. Anyway, enough talk about Paul Mescal. Love you. <laughs> we need to move on to this week's theme Okay, right So, the theme for this week is <coughs> Kindness Alexa oh, She's not even fucking on it, is she? she, she Alexa Jesus Christ, I think she's dead <gasps> Oh my god, lads <gasps> Is that a bad socket? Yeah, it is that socket is We need to get that socket fixed It's because you've got that microwave during the week Nothing's working No, there's not even a colour offer Oh, there is, she's gone blue Christ. Alex- She's gone blue! Oh god! <laughs> Alexa's alive and well, girls. Sorry, girls, you just have to plug her in. Girls, it's been a lazy day. We've been out in the sun. We're way behind. Alexa's wrecked. <laughs> She's getting very worn out from the heat. Come on. Oh, she's on. Right. Uh, Alexa, play Soulmate by Lizzo. I love her. Have we done Lizzo yet? Soulmate we must. By Lizzo. On the Amazon music. Liz- oh. True story. <gasps> oh, I love this. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So many bops to choose from. Liz- oh. Oh. It's a V-Lose. Yeah, but I kind of love it. I kind of love it too. If you actually li- listen to the lyrics, unreal. The- oh my God. Like, Liz was the poet. Wait, now, really? But all the girlies sing along. So many. I know how to love me. Hold me down. Yeah, I'm my own soulmate. No, I'm never lonely. What, Kevin Garland? (laughs) (laughs) Damn, she the one. You stop it? Love it. Damn, she the one. Okay. Oh, we're still going? No. Alexa! Stop. I always have to remind you to stop the Alexa bops. But the thing is with Lizzo, I actually haven't listened to her in ages because when she first came out, I just, I had went through this phase of like listening to Lizzo nonstop. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're like go to song yeah. when you're walking to the bus stop or when you're walking for the tube. Yeah. Like that, it was Lizzo for ages. So I had to like actually wean myself off her. So it's been a while or so, but very welcomed. Oh my God, I love her. I love Lizzo. Another thing as well, she plays the flute, right? Yeah. And I don't know anyone who plays the flute and isn't an absolute scream. Yeah. Like our friend Owen plays the flute and he's so funny. Is it a thing that all flautists are screams? They're not called flautists. They are, babe. I love it. You surely knew that a flute player was a flautist. A flautiste. <laughs> no. No That's it in French. <laughs> it probably is, is it? So, Lizzo, we have to stand. We stand on. I feel like she'd be a scream. She would. So, Liz, if you ever want to get on the podcast, babe, just get on to us. Is that her real name, Lizzo? I think it's Elizabeth. I don't know. Liz? Lizzie? Maybe Lizzie. Would it, would it be Lizzie? I don't know. Eliza? Must Google. I kind of love Eliza. Lizzo? I love Lizzo, actually, so it's a I love Lizzo. Yeah, Lizzo's better. Yeah. Okay, girlies, we played the song Soulmate because it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Woo! And this year, the theme for Mental Health Awareness Week is kindness. Which I love. And I love... And I just love the word kindness. I love it so much. And sorry now, if you're going to be kind to somebody else, you have to be kind to yourself. So make yourself... Can your I get an amen up in here? Oh my God, RuPaul. Okay, sorry. Uh, is he going to come for me for copyright? But his is what? If you're going to love yourself. But it's the same mantra, right? Same mantra, But girly. it is so accurate. And I hate even like referencing RuPaul because I do think he's a bit chaotic as much as I love the show. Yeah. But like... It is such a good mantra to live by, really, isn't it? And I think it's something me and Kevin both need to learn to do more. Because we do hype everyone up and, yeah. like, we hype each other up. Mm-hmm. But I do think we need to learn how to be nicer to ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. And also, because it's Mental Health Awareness Week, what we've decided to do is we changed our logo to I'm Not Grandmam, just to kind of highlight the importance of, like, flagging when you're not feeling okay. You know what I mean? And just to, like, to... 
to show how important it is to like start talking and letting people know when you're not feeling great. Yeah, because we based this whole show basically on when our mams used to ring us and we didn't want to worry them, so we'd say, I'm grandmam. So we had to be like, but there is times, girls, yeah. when you can be like, oh, I'm not grandmam and I need to talk. Exactly, yeah. So that's just something small we did. Like, I know we, we didn't cure depression by changing the logo on our feed, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, we just thought it was something like that we might do just to, I don't know, it's just kind of a, I kind of love the look of it as well. So thanks so much, Alana, for looking after us with the artwork. Yeah, weak. We were debating um, whether or not we should do a mental health app, girls, because like, obviously mental health is such a spectrum mm -hmm. and like me and Kevin aren't experts. Yeah. So like, don't look to us as therapists. We're just going to talk about our experiences and our views and obviously everyone's different. Exactly. So yeah. don't come for us, basically. Don't come for us. And as well, I suppose another thing is we are known for like having a bit of a laugh and stuff. We're like, oh God, is that really bringing down the tone and really bringing yeah. down the mood? But like, we're just going to have a conversation and whatever, like... Yeah, because that's up. the issue. What I hate is that the minute you start speaking about mental health, you mm -hmm. have to get all serious. Whereas if you just normalise it and talk yeah. about it like me and you would yeah. over a cup of tea, that just is better. It just makes it... It brings it into everyday conversation. Yeah. It makes it like going to the doctors. So, like, if I'm... Yeah. If I, if I turn around to you one day and go, I'm going to the therapist, there you go, alright girl, you talk to you later, same yeah. way I say, I'm going to go to the dentist. When we were growing up, I remember when like, I first started like, learning about mental health, it was kind of in secondary school. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's getting way better now, and it's way more spoken about, but like, it was kind of like, when I was in like, third year, yeah. going into transition years, when I was like, oh, what's this thing, mental health, and yeah. stuff like this. Um, and we had loads of programs and stuff in school. Did you have those? Yeah, we. I actually was part of a mental health public speaking team when I was in school. Of course, of course. you are. Anything to of get my voice heard. Of course, you are. No, because it was actually a subject that I was really interested in. Also, I used to have a skit with the teacher, and she was like, "Kev, you have to come and do the mental health public speaking." <laughs> shout out, shout out to Miss Mackey. We had some skit. She was she was so lovely. I'd even have her as a teacher, and she loved me. I it love was a laugh, it. But, um, but also, I did have friends at the time as well who suffered with their mental health. So it was definitely something that I wanted to know more mm -hmm. about. So I was like, actually, oh my God. And as well, like, I loved the debate. You know what I mean? Oh, unreal. So that was kind of my introduction to it. I'm guessing that must have been maybe, I want to say like second year I might have done it. Mm -hmm. But like, um, it kind of really opened up my eyes to it. Obviously, you can't just go in and like really have to research it. So I felt like I was really equipped and kind of knew a lot of stuff. And I was like, actually... Outside of the three people that are learning this in my year for the debate, like, I haven't learned about any of this aside from now, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, why aren't we... Because that's one thing that I spoke about, I remember in one of my debates was, like, how much importance do they put on, like, sports and stuff in, in school, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. From having it, like, once a week on the curriculum, like, you're always learning, like, an SPHE, like, yeah. when you're in your junior start cycle, to look after your body and stuff mm -hmm. but like they kind of just i don't know how things are done now i'm guessing things have improved i'm hoping they've i'm improved. hoping yeah but like it wasn't really something that you know we didn't have like a weekly lesson on mental health and i just think oh my god like it's in ireland as well speaking from knowledge of our where mm -hmm. we're from like it's definitely an issue especially like with young males like who are particularly affected like i think the statistic is from males between the age of 18 to 24, especially when it comes to like depression and suicide, it's a huge problem in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, why aren't they like starting at the schools? They could be, I hope they are. So it's like, you know what I mean? That was my first introduction to it. Yeah, I think I was really lucky because um, my mum and dad are both psychiatric nurses. Oh yeah, of course. So like, I it was quite... I could talk about my feelings a lot, like, growing up. Mm -hmm. So I never felt like I had to, like, bury my feelings, or I never felt, like, shamed for, like, telling my mum I was upset or whatever. Yeah. So I was really lucky there. But then when I went to school, I noticed that other people couldn't do that, and then I started becoming more guarded because of that. So I was okay. like, oh, other lads don't cry when they're upset, so mm -hmm. I should now not cry when I'm upset, you know? Yeah. And it just set this weird... Because obviously we both went to all boys' schools. Yeah. It set this weird, like, men be tough kind of precedent you know yeah completely and that's what when we in in third year transition or something we did like a stop motion animation about like opening up about your feelings and stuff oh. and sorry now up in the north side of cork for a load of teenage boys to get pure involved and write a, a stop motion animation thing and do it with like a you project it was the cutest thing ever yeah, it is really lovely i'd it? love to find the films oh that's so nice it'd be so lovely
But I'm delighted we did start learning about it in secondary school because, sorry, you know, that's when your mental health is tested the most. Yeah, completely. Like, you've so much to contend with, really, right? And especially if you're a closet homosexual. Exactly. You have that layer on top of everything else that's going on. I think I was quite fortunate in secondary school in that I wasn't really targeted as much for being gay. I, it didn't really bother me as much. I don't think people used to come for me because they knew that I was like that I'd come back like even harder you know what I mean that I was like quick witted so I would always kind of like shut them down with my insults I love that you know what I mean but I, I but that was like my kind of armour I suppose you know yeah. what I mean and obviously like, it's toxic but also probably hilarious I probably presume. hilarious you know what I mean but like even in primary school like I kind of that's when I started it that's why I suppose it's often stereotyped like that the gay person is the like the funny person at the party or like they have to be you know what I mean it's because they've learned it and because they've shielded themselves with that also like you're welcome because we're fucking entertaining <laughs> but like it's because we're suffering from drama you know what I mean but like definitely I realised as well for myself I think it's like humour has helped me also like to to laugh about things. I yeah. think there's something very like healing about laughing and like something that gets me through like life is laughing about things or making a joke. I know obviously always it's not appropriate like in yeah. certain circumstances. When I was in primary school then I used to like almost kind of like have a laugh with my teachers. It was this really weird scenario because like I remember this one guy who I wasn't particularly fond of in primary school like I didn't want to call him a bully because we were all kids and we were all probably vicious anyway. But he was a bully. But he was definitely a bully. He was definitely a prick. I'm calling him <laughs> a seven-year-old. I'm not going to say his name. And this fellow in particular, I knew to be particularly minted. Do you know okay. what I mean? His mum had a space wagon. A seven-seater, like. And I remember just thinking, <gasps> oh my God, seven seats in the one car. How the fuck? That's you know what I mean? That's Lux. But I remember on one occasion, our teacher had us do this exercise where we had to count how many rooms there were in our gaff. I think it was for Irish. We must have been learning the like Irish for certain rooms in our house. But also that's chaotic. Also chaotic. Because I was like, like as well, I shared the room with my two brothers at the time. Like, Yeah, you were living in squalor. We were living... <laughs> we weren't. I'm joking. But I remember being pure nervous because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have the lowest number of rooms in my house out of the whole class. And I panicked so much. So by the time when it came round to me, I made up my answer. Yeah. Like I said something bigger. I definitely, I think I added like 10 onto the number of rooms I had. <laughs> And I remember this guy just like put up his hand and was just like, you do not have that amount of rooms in your house. I have the blueprints here. <laughs> but literally, and I was like, but I was mortified because I was like, oh my God. And everyone kind of was like looking, kind of laugh. And I was like, so then I turned around and I just goes, oh my God. I goes, did you get your butler to count the amount of rooms in your gap? <laughs> yes. But I remember, but like none of the lads really reacted, maybe one or two, but the teacher was screaming. <laughs> she was literally like, Howling because I think she knew like the narrative. She knew you burnt him. She knew I scolded the bitch. She just goes, Yes, mama! Read her for filth, honey! <laughs> she put down her glasses and said the library was open. She watched you down a glass of water and goes, Babe, you read her. <laughs> but like that was like, I don't know how I got to talking about that, but I think that was me like using humour as your defence As my defence. And then like, and then I think as I've gotten older, then. Like, and when I was, like, coming to terms with my sexuality, my humour was my way to, like, distract from that. As opposed to the gay guy, yeah. I was, like, the funny the guy, funny you know what I mean? Guy, yeah. Or the eccentric guy, like, yeah. it wasn't me being gay, it was me being funny and I love playing a character or whatever. Yeah. Which was gay in itself. <laughs> Which was very gay. Very gay. <laughs> I spoke about this before, right? But when my dad passed away, um, I did really lean on humour a lot. Because yeah. that's, like, my coping mechanism. I say it all the time and yeah. I just... That's always what I do to, like, get through difficult situations. Mm -hmm. But it was the first time in my life where, like, that obviously didn't, like, work forever. And so I kind of, like, did this weird thing where, like, was, like, burying it. But trying to... Thinking I was dealing with it, but also burying it. But... um, And then going through these stages of grief. But I was carrying on, like, normal because I was so not used to having to deal with, like, mental health issues before. Yeah. Like, uh, the dance college I was in sent me to a therapist and everything after it happened. They were really good, like. Yeah. And I went to one therapy session and I was like, I don't need therapy. I'm not going back. Yeah. Um, and nothing to do with the therapist. She was lovely. Yeah. I just wasn't ready in my grief process to do it. And yeah. I now I'm like, I should have done it because maybe it would have stopped me from making, like, really poor decisions. Yeah. But I th- the reason why I'm saying that is, like, I just think... There's loads of different things that trigger, like, 
um, your mental health is decline, right? Yeah. And like grief is one of them. Of so I think that we could even do a whole episode on grief. Exactly. Bob's making it a bit funny so the girlies don't be bawling. Yeah. But like I do the think for this week is grief. Yeah. Christ, I stopped listening. Alexa play. What would the song be? I don't know. Bad thriller Jane, by James Blunt. I was gonna say a thriller by Michael Jackson. Why? So all zombies in it. <laughs> anyway. F on grief to follow girlies because I do think it is important to talk about it because like yeah, I didn't know how to deal with it because this is thriller why would we do thriller I think that would be so insensitive no although I think Bad Day by James Blunt is insensitive too and also I really dislike that song I'm so sorry James Blunt but I yeah. don't like it it's grand he can take a slagging on social media he's very good at it do you ever look at James Blunt oh my back? god it's, yeah but it's not James Blunt who sings Bad Day it's um, Daniel Powder. Oh, I don't know who is he it? is. Alexa, play Bad Day by Daniel Powder. I think I made my made that name up. Bad Day by Daniel Powder. I can't believe I remembered his name. Alexa. Actually, can I play it? No. no. I really Stop. don't like that song. I don't like that song either. I actually can't believe I remembered his name. Sorry. That's mad. Is that crazy that I remembered his name? That's mad. That's probably. I'm actually chuffing myself. Girlie, celebrate the small wins. <laughs> you need to in these times. Anyway. Anyway. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, girlies, so as well as being kind to each other, because you never know what someone's going through, yeah. you also have to learn how to be kind to yourself, don't you? Yeah, kindness is key. That sounds a bit ridiculous, but it is... Was that on a fucking tote bag? It definitely is already, isn't it? So this week, we have another guest. Another guest. We're farting about these days, aren't we? <laughs> farting I shouldn't say farting about No. We're popping them like pills. I can't what? say that either in the mental health. No, you either, can't. But anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so... Because we're not good with practicing the whole self-kindness thing with ourselves, we've gotten in touch with an expert in the field of mm-hmm. kindness to give us a few pointers and just to tell us how we can implement it in our own lives to try and be kinder people to Kevin and PJ. Exactly. So let's just pop on Zoom, girlies. You know we know how to do it after last week. <laughs> anyway, right, okay. Are you ready? <laughs> So Sheru is a behavioural change specialist, speaker and best-selling author. Week for that. Her first book, The Kindness Method, was released in June 2018 and has so far been translated into five languages. Oh, play. In November 2019, she was given the Thought Leader of the Year Award <gasps> at House of Lords and she's also a scream and an absolute glam bitch. She is <laughs> our friend Sheru. Woo, Hello, hi, thank you for having me. All sweaty but happy. You oh don't, look, lads look, don't look sweaty, but we are passing out. Look at the cut of us. You look great as well. I love but, you, Sheru. For anyone that obviously can't see us, Sheru has this glam fan that she is like rocking and it's just like blowing her. And it's like proper like wind machine. Air. You're giving me like Beyonce on tour vibes. Yeah, very tour vibes. Stop it. <laughs> also, on the subject of you being glam, I'm obsessed with your headshot on your website in that like kind of red, kind of blazeress, kind of cardigan material type. That's a stunning headshot. Thank you. It's, it's kind of uh, Dallas style, isn't it? The Dallas. Mm. Oh my God. When I started doing this, this job, I hadn't really worked out that I don't have to look like what I thought coaches look like in movies yeah so i took all my most grown-up clothes but i don't think i've worn any of that since that photo was because <laughs> i thought maybe people would trust me more because of my coat i don't know 
I love Hilarious. it. So for people who don't know, because I've never heard of a behavioral change specialist before, can you just explain, like, when you go, when you go, on a, when you're on a date, and they're like, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a behavioral change specialist. So they're like, what? What the heck? Hmm. Yeah, they don't tend to like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I used to say addiction specialist, they really didn't like that. And it also <laughs> meant that I didn't get to drink, or no one would drink around me because they were scared. But, um, oh my God. No, behavioral change specialist is the closest that I came to getting, putting together a title that explained what I did. Because I yeah. help people to change their habits, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm really careful because I think the whole, like, the helping professions, it's a bit murky the way that they're regulated. And I'm, I feel really strongly that people who, we shouldn't be calling ourselves the wrong things. It can be a mm. bit mis- misleading. So I was very conscious to have something that was just clear what I did. If you've got a behavior, you don't know how to change it. I could give you some tools and hopefully I can help you to change it. So Gorgeous. that's, that's what I do. Yeah. I love Thanks. it. It's the glamour site level. Yeah, I kind of want to put it on my bio on Instagram. I'd but you're it. not one. Yeah, but I'm not obviously. <laughs> but hopefully Maybe after can, this you will be. Maybe after this, what I was going to say, you can enlighten us. So you brought out the book, The Kindness Method. And do you want to kind of just yeah. talk us through that and kind of, I suppose. Sure the clip no version of like what it's about and what the kindness method entails. Sure. So I worked in, um, in addiction treatment for a little bit, um, out, out of university after I studied psychology. And I realized that people in addiction recovery know an enormous amount about personal development and a lot of the tools that are being used and working in addiction recovery and working in, you know, the tools by tools I mean like written exercises and psychological approaches all of these things are really simple they're free and they're being used in prisons frontline services community services drug, drug and alcohol services 12-step programs and I started using them on myself because I had really low self-esteem super low self-worth I was mean to myself all the time and I was most importantly I wasn't able to change my habits and I was parting with a lot of money and time and energy to try and change them so I went into working in like um, different capacities in the, in the addiction world. And I realized like, it's actually a lot easier than I thought if I just had the right tools and lessons and approaches. Mm-hmm. And these people who were making them work had so few resources because of like limited budgets and things. Um, these exercises, like written exercises they were doing to help people change really ingrained behaviors. You could pretty much do on a napkin on a park bench. And so I was like, oh, amazing so I started trying them out on myself oh I sound like Nessa I started <laughs> trying them out on myself and I um and they worked and they helped me enormously way more than any of the jillions of things that I tried before mainly to change my eating habits because I was in a real um pattern of binging and restricting and always being on a diet and mm. living my life on hold until I'd lost weight and so I eventually learned that it was the opposite of what I was doing was actually going to help me. And it was kindness. The people who were making the most extraordinary changes were the people who were kindest to themselves and who were compassionate and forgiving and soft with That's themselves. So it helped gorgeous. enormously. That's Thank gorgeous. You. It's mad because like we met, so basically for people who don't know why we're calling to our <laughs> friends when they're like, you've never heard of her before. We, it was the weirdest moment ever. We met Sheru in on a rooftop. Uh-oh. In shortage, we're not dickheads. It sounds like we're dickheads. It sounds right? like we're dickheads. What do you mean? I'm just Jenny from the block. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we met our next to a rooftop pool. It was Kevin's birthday in Shortage House. And we were having a few cocktails. Then we saw this glam bitch and we were like, oh my God, hi. And yeah. we just started waffling the ears off you and you were so lovely. But you just gave off this great energy. You guys did as well. And I, I absolutely immediately, you know, I don't want this to be a whole, you know. Hype I didn't session. mean to come on and just do an ass kissing session, but am I allowed to swear? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. God. Really, we like Everyone always asks us that. We're like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just really nice. You guys seemed so fun and real and genuine. Mm. I'll just leave Aww, it there. We love it. With being kind, I feel like when I've um, done something well, instead of taking like a seat back and like congratulating myself on a job well done, or if like, or if I failed at something or I haven't done well at something, I kind of, I'm hard on myself then, I kind of tell myself to do better because I'm like, well, if I'm not hard on myself, then how will I progress? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is value in that, in kind of realizing where the negatives are. But I, for example, found that tough love got me going, but it never kept me going for long. Mm. Mm. 
because being mean to yourself is just not a very nice place to be in your head, I find. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being a place I want to escape from. Yeah. So yeah, it can put a fire up your ass to start with. But I feel like moving towards a life that makes you feel happier and an internal dialogue, which is kinder and more encouraging, um, I think bodes well for staying on track with difficult things longer term. So when, when you like get a client or you go to like a consultation or whatever, and um, what are like the common themes that come up for, for you like that you that people would you'd see in people that be like that everyone kind of does this to themselves that the, uh, tips that the listeners could like be like, oh, I actually mm-hmm. do that myself. Mm-hmm. A lot of people put their lives on hold and say like, when I look like this or I've achieved this goal, then I'll do this nice thing for myself or then I'll treat myself to this. And I can mm-hmm. really relate to that because I was always like, when I lose weight, I'll date. And when I lose weight, I'll do this. And that, that wasn't totally on me. I'm growing up using, using that, that example. Um, being overweight, we didn't, I didn't have that many role models to kind of look up to who being overweight was associated with, you know, not boys not liking you and Mm -hmm. you having, you had to be funny or, you know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff there or you had to dress in black so that you didn't look overweight. And there were all these things Mm -hmm. you kind of pick up. And so I always thought once I, once I achieve this goal, I'll be worthy of so much stuff that had nothing to do with it. Like lighting the nice candles and wearing colorful things. And even sometimes I wouldn't listen to nice music because I thought, no, save that for that day when you're perfect and everything's great and then you're going you're gonna to look nice. like this. And a lot, of, a lot of people relate to that in terms of any goal. Like once I get that promotion or once I get that partner or whatever, then I'll be worthy of um, doing this nice stuff for myself and rewarding okay. myself. And aside from the fact that that's um, really unfair on ourselves and we don't deserve that, it's also not helpful when it comes to achieving those goals. Because when you're treating yourself and your body with kindness throughout the day, you feel better. And doing difficult things is easier when you feel good about yourself, when you mm. feel positive and, 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 and strong. So I would say a lot of people like me make, make the mistake of waiting to do good things when they think that they've deserved them, when actually yeah. um, it will help them. And the other thing is, a lot of the time people focus on the negatives of their habits and they assume that the negatives are going to be enough to keep them going because they logically know that they shouldn't be doing what they're doing mm-hmm. yeah. or, or that there's a downside. Um, but that doesn't really give us any insight. What actually gives us insight is thinking about why we're staying the same, how it's serving us to stay the same. Yeah. That, that gives you an enormous amount of insight and it also helps you be more, more forgiving and compassionate towards yourself. The same way you'd be if a kid came to you and said, hey, I've, I've developed this habit. You'd be compassionate, you'd be curious, you wouldn't judge them. you say, well, how come? Where did that come from? When did you start thinking that? And yet so often we don't take that more gentle, kind approach with ourselves. We take the, you need to sort this out. You're weak, you're greedy, you know. Mm, um, and, and again, it, it doesn't help us. Yeah, I suppose with that, it's like, because I, I always struggle with like, because I'm always like, oh, be nice to yourself. I am always saying that to myself, right? But then I'm like, I love a glass of wine, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd love a glass of wine every night. But obviously, like, that's not a healthy habit for me to have, to be drinking, like, consistently throughout the week, right? When, where's the line between, like, self-care and, like... Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Being chaotic. That's a really good, that's a really good point. And a, a lot of people, a lot of people say that to me. They're like, what if kindness to me is just eating donuts and smoking weed all day? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. You know what? I think a really good rule of thumb is when you're trying to work out whether something is the kind choice, you can ask yourself a couple of things. One, is this the choice that will make me feel good today and tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And two, is this the choice I would recommend that my loved ones made if they came to me and asked me for advice? Because a lot of the time when we think about our loved ones, we wouldn't give them the easy advice. We'd give them the advice that's in their best interests overall. I love that. So treat yourself like a friend or a loved one. Kind like of. the person you love most in the world. Yeah. Because you start noticing that the choices you would make for that person, yeah, are not necessarily the easy ones. They're the ones that are in their best interest overall today, tomorrow, and in a week's time. All this about being kind to yourself is particularly relevant at the moment in lockdown when people find themselves without work. And I'd be the first person to like say to my friend who isn't working or who's feeling a bit worthless or is feeling like down in themselves, listen, you have nothing to feel down about. This is a situation that we find ourselves in like that's completely unknown to us and completely mm-hmm. new to us. So like 
who knows how to react during a global pandemic. You know what I mean? And like, if you want to stay in bed all day and just watch movies and whatever, all well and good. But like for myself, like I'm finding it really tough to follow that advice myself and I'll kind of berate myself for not doing that workout or for not learning, doing my Spanish lesson. You know what I mean? So it's so, it's mm-hmm. like, like I'm just finding it hard to like flip that switch. I suppose that's why you should probably read your books. Nah, don't worry about reading the book. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horrendous businesswoman. Um, basically, um, you're right. There is usually a gulf between the things that we tell ourselves before we've thought about it a lot of the time. And it's often because we're carrying around a lot of core beliefs and self-limiting beliefs about what we're capable of. And you can't hear the ones in other people's head. So they have them too, sadly. But it is, it is worth trying to investigate those. And actually the easiest way I've found of listening in on them is trying to do something difficult. So the next time you're challenged in some way, either it's because you want to get up and be more, more productive and you notice that there's a that you're finding it difficult listen in on the way that you're speaking to yourself and notice whether any of the things that you're hearing that aren't helpful are things that people have told you about yourself in the past because i speak to people sometimes who are like in their 50s and 60s and it isn't until they give it a bit of thought that they realize that they're carrying around things that their teacher told them when they were like 12. <gasps> oh yeah goodness that's so because we don't really update it we don't update it and you know a lot of the time, even the language that you're using to speak to yourself internally, it, though, you wouldn't even use those words when they come out of you, mm-hmm. if they were to come out of your mouth. So I think a lot of the time, people can be quite pleasantly surprised when they realize that this isn't as difficult um, as they thought. It's not easy, but it's not as difficult as they thought because we so rarely stop to actually check in and update the way that we're speaking to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you might have been told when you were 13, oh, you know, Kev, you're just, you're, you're just the, the, the sort of person who starts things and doesn't finish them. And so you yeah. might have been carrying that around for ages. And I'm sure you've started loads of things and finished them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we don't have something where we sit, you know, people in, um, people in addiction recovery often say like they're working a program, whether it's a 12 step program, whatever. We're all working a program. Yeah. You don't get that information from nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's just that sometimes it can be worth sitting down and thinking about the program you are working and thinking about whether you want to update it, rejig it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that is your prerogative. We just don't have something that we sit and do that with. I always say, um, I must have said it 10 times this week, we have professional CVs where we don't have any problem saying, oh, now I've done this training and I've had this experience, I can do this. And I, I can own the fact that I'm better at this than I was before. Whereas when it comes to our emotional skills, we just don't have that. We should have emotional CVs where we say, yeah. Do you know what? I wasn't as resilient as I am now, or I wasn't as patient as I am now. Or for me, it would be things like I'm not as controlling as I, as I used to be because I've done the work the same way I would have done professionally. Mm-hmm. So accurate, isn't it? That's so true because I used to be like, and I think we, me and Kevin both sort of struggle with this a bit, like we're quite perfectionists. So like we're not happy until we do something to like the best we can do it, right? And sometimes that's good, obviously, when you're doing like a podcast show, that's a hit. But, <laughs> but, also, like, but like sometimes then it's also like when something's done and it looks good and like Kevin would be like, oh yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, no, I'm not happy with it. And, and it, I'm like causing myself three more hours of stress because I, I keep nitpicking and stuff because I want people to like it basically mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So I think that's something I have to like unlearn that like I need to be like, just to chill out sometimes and stop being so like professional, like, like a perfectionist. Yeah. Well, we do, I mean, we invariably scrutinize ourselves way more. Like at the beginning, when I started doing things like this, I used to panic. I used to listen to something back and just panic because I had said one thing, like one reference had been wrong or, mm-hmm. you know, I'd said one thing that I thought was, could come across or be misinterpreted wrong. And it's just like, it's very, I'm, I'm, I'm learning more and more that it's okay. very rare that someone cares as much as we do. And you know what also I notice is that perfectionism that I also have and had more, it lends itself to all or nothing thinking a lot of the time. So it's like, if it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it at all. And then if you attach that to a bunch of other habits in the day, we are like, well, I've fucked it today, haven't I? So I'm not going to do anything else. The day's, the day's written off. And before you know it, one tiny deviation or blip has turned in, has spiraled into a catastrophe yeah that's that's how i certainly dieting like or like or like healthy eating if i'm like i'm going to be healthy now yeah. today but like i end up having like a bit of like a biscuit or something i'm like well that's it I'm the day is gone I'm going I'm to eat a or i have to start on monday 
which yeah. by the way, I think is so absurd because I spent years and years and years having these like Sunday night feasts where I would eat everything I could possibly get my hands on. While with the other hand, I was looking for like boot camps and things I was going to do while literally stuffing my face. And then the next morning I would wake up with like a food hangover and it's Monday. And I thought that was the best day to start a really grueling diet. I mean, yeah, aside from exactly. the fact that I don't, I don't agree with diets anymore anyway. At that time I was like, hold on. We know it's easier to do difficult things when you feel good. Why would you start on Monday morning? Yeah. yeah ridiculous. Oh, do you know what, what I always do is if I'm doing something, I go, I'll start that now in the half an hour because you would, why would I start to that 17 minutes past? So like if I have to go like do a workout or <laughs> even if I have to like do something difficult, like have a difficult conversation with someone or like ring someone, I'm like, oh, I'll do that in the half an hour or the hour. You know what I mean? I do that with my bedtime yeah. as well. <laughs> If, it's, if, I'm like, if I'm like, oh, I'll be in bed now by midnight, right? And I look at my phone, it could be five minutes past, right? I'll go, well, what's the point going to bed at five past 12? I'll wait till half 12. <laughs> exactly. That's so weird, this is isn't I mean. it? This is I, what I mean. was the only yeah. one who did that? No, no, no. So often we don't take the advice that we would give someone else. Like I speak to people who want to create like healthier eating plans or whatever. And say like in a week's time, they they know that they're going to go to a wedding and eat and drink all day mm -hmm. from a week before they'll be like on a frenzy of eating whatever they can get their hands on because they know that the day after that wedding they intend to be an entirely new person and i can so relate to that and actually i think it's that thinking that it's it was unlearning that feast or famine all or nothing good or bad day thinking that helped me enormously and and helped me to find a balance with my body with the way that, that mm -hmm. i treat myself because ironically you end up doing more damage that way in every possible way psychologically yeah. physically etc so do you have any exercises that we can do or yeah of course okay right so i'm gonna Ooh, ask you i love the mystery love a question i know this is not my first rodeo babe <laughs> so um right pj okay present imagine <laughs> imagine Kev's come to, come to you and said, I started this plan of change. I wanted to change this habit. And I had this plan laid out and I know that it's good for me and I know that I want to do this. It's really important to me, but I've just fallen off the wagon with it. Your task is to get him back on. Okay. What sorts of things do you say to him to get him back? What sorts of general messages would you give him if you wanted to get him back on? Okay, I would say, I'm turning to Kevin. I would say... Your knees are very cold. My knees are very cold, aren't they? Sorry. Your body's really warm. <laughs> okay, I would say um, it doesn't matter that you fell off the wagon now because you're not going to remember that when you get to where you want to go. You're just going to, um, and you shouldn't beat yourself up at the moment because it's only like a blip and you'll just get back on it tomorrow. Perfect. And what would you do if you wanted him to feel motivated and capable? What would you say to him? Come on, give it to me. I'd be like... You're one of the most resilient people I know and you are an incredible person and I think you deserve to be happy. So this is amazing and you should just go for it. Love that. Amazing. And you believe those, those things, right? It'd be really yeah. awkward if you said oh, Kevin. Okay. Yeah, okay. Now, Kevin, yeah. thank you very much for that. Thanks, PJ. Thank you for the high You're setting. done. Well done, PJ. 10 out of 10. Kevin. Yeah? Think about the last time you tried to do something difficult or okay. implement a plan and you fell off track. Okay. If you feel comfortable, tell us some of the things you told yourself when you fell off track and didn't manage to do it. Okay. Um, one of the things I suppose in starting the podcast, especially, I will always like come back to, you're not funny. You're like, like, why are you trying to be funny? You're not funny, which is like a constant thing mm. really. And it's like, also I just think, um, I think I'm, I think I'm blagging it. And I just think you're just pretending to know what you're doing or doing this thing that, you know, I'm only winging it like that. I don't actually know what I'm doing. Mm. And I'm like, someone's going to call my bluff on it. That's one thing that petrifies me. Cause like, I feel like I am winging it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely, and I feel that too. And everybody feels it. Oh yeah. Hug him. You, okay. Do you know what? First of all, I'm really glad that you shared that and you definitely got the more difficult side of the exercise there. Yes. But yeah a lot of people feel that way so i think that is, will help people enormously because they'll see you and how funny you are and how amazing you are at this job and they'll be like oh my god if he feels like that 
then I'm not alone. And actually one of the biggest lessons, one of the biggest gifts I've been given during the work that I'm doing is realizing that none of us are an exception. It's statistically impossible that any of us are an exception because of the, num the number of people that I hear who feel that they're imposters. Um, but what I was gonna say is that, in fact, both of you can answer this. When you have said you're gonna do something, like a, a, a plan over a week or a month or whatever, and you fall off the wagon, mm -hmm. what messages do you give yourself usually when you haven't managed to do it? I don't know, just things like, you're not good enough, quit while you're ahead, that kind of thing. Exactly. Thank you. And thank you for being, being honest about that. Because a lot of the time, um, that's, and that, that's never how you would speak to someone else, right? Yeah, ever, 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 ever. I would never dream of it. Even if it was a stranger off the street, I would be like, bitch, you got this? Yeah. Like, put on your big pair of high heels and fucking walk it out because you're amazing. If they're a stranger, and I don't speak to myself like it. You don't. You hype everyone up. You already have the script, Kev. You just need to turn no. it on yourself. That's, that's what I found oh out about God, people. Oh my God, that in a pillow. <laughs> but, but you do. I was exactly the same because I was a proper people pleaser. Yeah. And then I was like, how about the, the person I please is myself for a little bit? And I was like, oh my God, I'm a professional people pleaser. This is fantastic. And you're a professional hype man. So you've already got the script. Girly. You just got to turn it on yourself. Mm. Yeah, hype that's girl. what I'm going to do. I love, no, either are. Well, I do love hype girl. But no, completely. That's what I'm going to, I love that I already have the script. I love a theater reference. Because, so I'm going to run with that. Yeah. Because me and you are just people pleasers all the time. Yeah. So um, like, it's like, we just need to start being nice to ourselves. Think about it this way. If you're lying in bed and you want a glass of water, you might think, oh, I don't know. Can I be bothered to get up? Maybe it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. If you had a guest, if I was staying at your house and I wanted a glass of water, what would you do? That is so fucking true. <laughs> I'd be out of the bed. I'd be, I'd be running to the local shop to make sure they'd bottle it as opposed to oh, tap. Triple filter and an ice cube. <laughs> 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 true. Yes, you already know how to do it. I found that. I was like, when guests come round, I, I set a table. I, you know, I give a shit about how things look around me. I light my nice candles. And I was like, I'm going to start treating myself like a guest in my own house. Yeah. And, I'm going to start yeah. putting the biscuits on a biscuit plate <gasps> and I'm putting the milk into a milk jug. Yes, oh, exactly. But that's so exactly. true with the water. So true with the water. So the water is actually the most profound thing I've I ever heard. <laughs> I make my nicest dinners when I'm cooking for Kevin, but why am I not just making them for myself? Exactly. Why not you? True. I'm why so not nice. You? Alexa, uh, play be your guest. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just need to look at myself as a friend. That's what I want to do. Like, yeah. think of yourself as a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a friend, as someone who you want to do well, and as someone who deserves to be spoken to kindly, because you are. Yeah, I True, love it. True, you're a feckin' legend. And you know what I love? I thank love it that we could just like chat like normal and that's yeah. what we wanted to be like, so thank you so much. Thank you so much because I have found we can, you know, we can joke, but it really matters. You know, it really, really matters. You don't, you don't deserve to speak to yourself that way. I didn't deserve to, to speak to myself that way for 30 odd, odd years. Yeah. Um, enough now. And the more we share about it and the more we're open about it with humour and keep it real, the more you'll know that everyone feels that way exactly. and you'll see people who you find incredibly talented and incredibly successful and they'll tell you that they feel like an imposter and we all have that script because we're so good at giving it to other people so all we have to do is turn it on ourselves i love it you're amazing um anyway thanks so much for coming on the show you're literally a fucking queen you're an absolute star thanks, and i can't guys. wait for lockdown to break so that we can be on a rooftop in shoreditch having our margaritas <laughs> having a glam time <laughs> I can't wait. But you know Thank I mean? you so much. Yes, I absolutely know what, know what you mean. As I'm baking in the corner of my room with a with a fan on my face, I really oh, would rather be by a pool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Thanks, serious music video vibes. Thank you so much, Sharu. Thank you for having me. Bye, babe. Bye, girly. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. Sorry, no, but that was just brilliant. I fucking love Sharu. I love Sharu, and I just feel like. Actually, I am going to go in. I'm going to... I know we kind of have to say that because we had her on as our guest, so it would kind of be weird if we were just like... <laughs> yeah, oh, I know oh, what that you was mean. Crap. You know what I mean? But it was actually really... For me, anyway, I don't know how you feel about yeah, this. Yeah, no, I feel like especially it's just like... 
the stuff she was saying is quite like rational thinking that I would be like, okay, I'd obviously, yeah. but then it's like, when it's said in that way, I'm like, no, you're so right. And that's what you should be trying to upskill when you're in lockdown. That's such a good shout. Forget your banana bread, girlies. Just be nice to yourself. Forget your calligraphy and your Spanish. Kindness. Yeah, girls. Kindness is king. Anyway, from one expert to another. <laughs> it's time for Mam Knows Best. Okay, so my mum's first. Hi everyone, uh, my question this week is my boyfriend's family are the most stubborn people I've ever met and I'm finding it fierce difficult to get on with them. I'm quarantining in their home so it's sort of essential that I get on with them. Uh, they're horrible to him and he's studying for fourth year exams and I'm going to lose the plot from trying to stand up for him. Any advice on how I can get on with them? Uh, I've tried so hard, but it's just not working. Uh, very difficult nice. situation for you. Um, you're in somebody else's home. You know, you all need to pull together. Uh, he's studying for exams. You know, he needs to an atmosphere that's uh, stress-free. And uh, the last thing you want is something kicking off. And, you know, that just... That would be dreadful. So I suppose I maybe try and get a bit of common ground. You know, is there something that the mom would be into that you could do with her? You know, is she into the baking or the cooking or I don't know, friggin solitaire or card games or something? <laughs> um, Candy Crush. And, you know, if you find the conversation doing the negative rounds, I just remove yourself from it or or change it up and, and change the conversation to something else. Um, you see, generally, we'd be in our own homes and we can leave off steam. But like at the moment, everybody living in close proximity and that, it's it's just kind of not natural. Um, and obviously, I love the fact that you have his back and that you're you're standing up for him. But, you know, just stay positive. You know, sometimes we do have to bite our lips and you're in their home. And that doesn't mean either that you should have to listen to a load of crap. I know that, but it's just with timing and his exams, I'd be just inclined to say, look, it's not going to go on forever. Um, and at the end of all this, I hope he is this is his exams, by the way, but Aww. he needs to have a chat to them. You know, he needs to be standing up for himself. And uh, but you keep doing what you're doing. Bite the tongue, count to 10, leave the room, whatever it takes, and you'll get through this. OK, hope it helps. No, I agree with Phil. And as well, I do think that he needs to say something. Yeah. Because, like, if they're being chaotic, yeah, I'd be like... Babe, my girlfriend's hair, you need to calm down. Exactly, but your memories when you were younger, if you're at your friend's house and the man would start like killing your friend, how awkward it, it would be for you. It would be so awkward. Imagine that, but like you're growing up and like you're his girlfriend as well, so you're like, actually, who the fuck do you think you're going to change my boyfriend? Like, it must be very tough very for Very tough, girl, I'm so sorry. Anyway, girly, bite the tongue, count to ten, and tell him, give out to him. Yeah, he just needs to, yeah, grow a bit of a. And espalda, I learned the word for... No, that's back. I was going to say <laughs> Yeah, I learned the parts of the body in Spanish this week. Well, not well, obviously. No. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Nules, you're off. Nules, give it to us. I'm ready to move out with my boyfriend, but scared of hurting my parents' feelings. Dear listener, don't fret, surely your parents know how happy you are with your boyfriend and that their only worry would be your happiness. Have you ever discussed this with your parents? I know from my own experience, when my own children moved away, all I worried about was their happiness. If you are happy, they will be too. And always there to help out when they can. And should it not work out for you? would welcome you back with open arms. So discuss this with them, tell them your fears, and go for it. Be happy. That's so lovely. Mam, I love you. That really has me missing my mum. 
when she opened at the start, I was like, are you telling me that you have a fella? Are you up to 90? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, what's the question? Oh, that's so lovely. And you know what? Fairly succinct as well. I know that was, like, and I had three siblings left at home. And I had the whole, like, you know, battle with my conscience of, oh, my God, I'm leaving my mum and dad. But, like, what PJ's mum said is so true. Like, your parents going to be happy when you're happy, I think. Yeah, they just want you to be happy, girls. So, move out. And if it doesn't work out, like my mum said, you can just always move back in. Yeah, you can always move back. You know what I mean? No, they might turn your room into a gorgy office or, like, a workout area yeah. or a craft room. Or a sex dungeon. I know why Jesus! I was just thinking that randomly. I was thinking, what would they do to the room? That would be hilarious. Imagine if you rock back, though, and your parents had turned your room into a sex parlour. And you have to sleep in, like, a swing. <laughs> You'll be allergic. Well, I actually kind of love the idea of sleeping in a sling. <laughs> Pure hammock energy. Pure lullaby. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, girlies, that's been a nip. I'm buzzing after it because mm-hmm. I feel like now, Same. I'm going in the front of my mind, I'm like, just be nice to yourself. Yeah. Like, and if you're going to, if you're trying to stick to like some schedule or trying to do something or you're trying to change some habits. Yeah. It's not going to happen overnight. Exactly. Completely. Anyway, what we will do as well, girlies, is we'll include... A few resources in the description of this episode for you, like websites and maybe numbers that you can call if you feel like you have no one that you can be talking to to tell people how you're feeling if you are suffering with your mental health. And remember, girlies, there's no shame in it. Oh, shame. Don't know her, girl. Literally, like everyone goes through it. So like the more we get talking, the more we can reduce the stigma and the more we can go about living better lives. As yeah, a result. and as well, and I hope that like this episode shows you that you can talk about all these issues, but do it in a not like relaxed, yeah, normal way. It exactly. doesn't have to, you don't have to be an expert. You can just like help people just by listening. Exactly. It makes such a difference. And we're also going to link um, Sheru's books as well. If you want to pick them up, girlies never read. We know our girlies love some self-help books. <laughs> oh, and also... For those of you who aren't following us on social, we have launched our t-shirts again because we had a lot of requests for them. Mm. So we've done a campaign with Everpress. So we'll put that um, link in the episode description as well. If you want to order a t-shirt, basically, just so no waste is being produced, what we do is they're all made to order. So we launch um, the t-shirts in a series of campaigns. So you only have... I think the campaign will be ending Wednesday, so you have till then to get your order in. Yeah. You don't have to get one if you don't want to. Obviously not. We're only telling you because we don't want you to come for us and be like, oh, I want to order a t-shirt on Friday, and us be like, girl, we told you I'd get your pre-orders in. This is the final warning, girlies. But anyway, girlies, I'm septic for myself now. Weak for myself now, loving myself. Don't care about nobody else. Hayley Seinfeld. Oh my God, that should have been our bop. No, I love the Lizzo bop. Yeah, me too. Anyway, girlies, hope you have the best day. Tell your friends you love them. Look after each other. Keep talking. It's been a pleasure. Love you. <laughs> bye. 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 I don't know. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. Love bye. You. Bye. 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 And I love bye. you, Kevin. Oh, I love you too, PJ. Bye. 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 